Blog Talk Radio.
another edition of Prayer International Radio. <sighs> it's Friday night. Um, I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us later on tonight. And so let's start off with prayer. Father, we yield our lives to you. Father, we yield everything to your will. Father, we ask that you would be glorified among us and you would be glorified in us and through us, Lord. That you would shape us and mold us and transform us into your image. Father, that you would draw us closer to your presence, Father. That you would give us wisdom and revelation. Increase our knowledge, Father. Give us discernment into in like it says in Ephesians, Lord, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Father. Lord, that our eyes would be set upon you, that our hearts would be set upon you, Father, that our minds, everything about us, Father, would be set as a flint, Lord, towards your presence, Father, towards your face, Lord. Father, give us the ability to hear your voice when you're speaking in our lives, Father. Give us the ability to hear your voice, for those around us, Father, Lord, give us compassion, the same compassion that Jesus had when he said that he looked upon the multitude and saw that they were a people without a shepherd. <sighs> Father, transform us into the image which you had designed for us before we were even formed in our mother's wombs. <laughs> Father, for the listening audience tonight, Lord, I pray that, Father, whatever need they have, Lord, Jesus, that you would touch them right now. Father, touch them where they are, Father. Increase their faith in believing, Lord. Through your word, Father, through your presence, increase their belief in you and your ability to do everything that you have proclaimed in your word, Father, that you are not a man that you should lie, Father. Like your word says, that your word will not return to your void, but that it will accomplish that for which you sent it, Father. Lord, your word declares that Jesus perfected those who are being sanctified forever. Father, in your words, declare that you will complete the good work that you started us until the day of Christ Jesus. Jesus, be glorified. Jesus, we exalt your name. We exalt you. Not like you can be exalted any higher than you already are. But, Father, even in our hearts, we exalt you. And we give you priority and precedence over everything else in our lives, Father. And we ask that you would help us become living sacrifices, Father. That you would help us to be transformed. Jesus, thank you. It's interesting. Um, I just got back from a funeral for my mother. And um, it was actually held at my sister's house. Um, and it was quite interesting um, for a couple different reasons. Um, I may have, I think I already mentioned this once, but when my mother was dying in the hospital, um, all the family was gathered around. And the second that she breathed her last breath, she was there. And then the next second, she wasn't. And I could literally see the physical transformation of this body that she used to reside in. And, you know, the Bible declares that when we're absent from the body, we're present in the present with the Lord. 
and um you know my my mom's brother died probably like 10 years ago and his wife was there um cuz she had been close to our family and we had some time to talk tonight about him and when he died and cuz it was sort of unexpected and he actually committed suicide um and but the the long the long and the easy uh, I don't even know how to phrase it um but she had been worried cuz people had made mention to her about how if he committed suicide that he wouldn't be with the lord and you know it's ironic how people say things and they proclaim things as being truth without knowing what the Word of God declares. Or they take the Word of God and they twist it and change it um, without studying it. You know, the Bible says to study to show yourself the proof. And it also says that you don't need anybody to teach you because the same Holy Spirit that abides in you will teach you concerning all things. And if you want to know the truth about anything, all you need to do is come to the Word of God. And if you don't understand the Word of God, then all you need to do is ask for the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. Because, you know, the Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who will give to all liberally and without reproach. And the Holy Spirit himself will give us wisdom and discernment into his word, and he will take this word and make it alive. And take this word and make it so alive to us that we are, are we get a revelation of Jesus Christ. Because, you know, this whole word from beginning to end does nothing but point to Jesus Christ. And it points to the mercy and the love of the Father. And it points to the faithfulness of the Father and the compassion of the Father. And, yes, it does point to the judgment over the Father. But his mercy overrules his judgment at times um, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, you know, there is a verse in the Bible that says that where Jesus was saying, um, he said that every sin committed on men will be forgiven except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Which is why it says over and over again to be very careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom we were sealed until the day of redemption. And so I had to explain to her, you know, we as human beings, every one of us, um, me, Chris, my wife, all my children for sure, every person I've pretty much ever met, we are delivered and we are redeemed and we are sanctified and we are being sanctified. And we are perfect in the eyes of the Father because the Bible declares that we're the righteousness of God. But... It doesn't mean that we already have the renewed mind. I mean, our mind is being renewed according to the Word of God and through the Word of God, and we're being transformed and we're in this process. But that does not mean that we're completely perfect and that we'll never sin. I mean, even First John says that if if we sin, we have an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous. And if anybody declares that he has not sinned, he lies, and the truth is not in him. And, you know, the one thing about this broadcast, and I was thinking about this on the way home, tonight because it was like a 45 minute drive and I had to rush to try to get here on time um, I was actually downloading Skype on my on my cell phone so hopefully if I didn't make it I could get on but you know the one thing about this broadcast is that we want to be real to all of you out there and we honestly have no clue who's listening because the only way we can tell who's listening is in the chat room and I know there's a great many people out there listening to our broadcast who don't get in the chat room um, you just listen either through our website, which is um, prayerinternational.org, or however you're listening. But you know what? Above all, we want to be real to you. And this isn't a church service, and there's no, like, pompous. Um, there's no formula. There's no structure. We have two hours because it's all we can afford at the moment. 
or else we would be going 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because there's always someone who needs prayer. But, you know, me and Chris, we want to be real to you, and we don't want to give you the appearance that we're perfect or or we have these super spiritual lives, because we don't. We're just normal men and women. And, you know, like Paul said, um, I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, not declaring to you persuasive words of human wisdom that your faith would not be in men but in the power of God um, in demonstration of the spirit and power because you know every night night after night seven days a week we come to you and you know everything that comes out of our mouths through these two hours for the most part is only by the grace of God and it's only by the leading and by the Holy Spirit because we yield everything to him and whatever happens in the two hours, we we give it to him. We give him glory and honor. But, you know, we want to be real to you, and we want to let you know. Um, you know, someone told me once, the, mo- the, the a Christian that he respected the most was who would walk up to him and tell him, because everybody says, well, how are you doing today? And we all put on our happy faces, and we're like, you know what? Everything's great. Everything's awesome. Everything's amazing. But you know what? In reality, it's not always like that in real life. You know, in reality, someone could ask you, how your day is going or how everything is going and you put on a happy face and your life is great but deep inside you're, you're, you just want to say you know what everything is crap and it's falling apart and I'm pulling my hair out and the only thing that keeps me holding on is the grace of God but you know the Bible declares that his strength is made perfect in our weakness and so you know it, we're real here and we want to be real to you um, and we know that God answers prayer or we wouldn't be doing this um, we don't make money on this. Um, we're not getting our names out there. We could care less. Um, we don't. Chris, at one point, Chris didn't even want his name on our website because he doesn't want. And we don't. We don't. We don't want this to be about us. Um, we've been praying in intercessors so that there would be other people and other members of the body of Christ who could join with us to declare the truth and to pray and intercede um, for the nations. Um, because, you know, the nations are out there, whether we realize it or not. And for the most part, they have absolutely no knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, except for maybe hearing his name here and there. And people declare to him whatever they declare. But they need to know the love of God, and they need to know about the blood of Jesus. Um, me and Chris have talked about how you can go through church services and be in church over and over again, day after day after day. And or every Sunday, and go months without hearing an altar call, without hearing people even preach on the on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's good, because we need to be built up in our faith, and we need to be um, established in the Word of God, and we need to know the Word of God. Um, but we can never lose sight of why we're really here. And I don't mean really here like in this broadcast, but why we're even on this planet um, which is to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and to have a relationship with the Father. And, you know, the, another, the only reason we're here is because Jesus himself died upon the cross because we couldn't do it. Because, number one, even if we had the choice, none of us were going to get up on that cross to begin with. And we wouldn't have done it for ourselves, and we definitely wouldn't have done it for anybody, any of our friends and neighbors. I mean, we may have we may say we do it for our loved ones, our wives, our children, our best friends, but um, they even thought about us getting up on a cross to die for someone in China or Japan or the Americas or wherever else that you've never heard of for all their sins. Um, 
most of us would never have done that. I mean, I don't think any of us would. But yet Jesus, being God, knowing that there was no other way to restore us into a right-standing relationship with the Father, knowing that there had to be a punishment for sin and a fulfillment of the righteous judgment of God, he himself, God, stepped down as a man, became human, jumped up on the cross to die for our sins. And even then was buried and then resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit because even the grave couldn't hold him. And, you know, night after night after night, that is the message that it all comes down to. If there's any one message that we could preach to you and tell you about is that Jesus Christ is real. Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether you've heard it, whether you believe it, it's true. And he died for your sins, and he loves you. And, you know, we're all imperfect sinners, every single one of us are. And the only reason that we even come to the Father isn't because all of a sudden we could woke up one day and decided, okay, I want to go serve God today. It was because the Holy Spirit moved on our hearts. And But, you know, that moving on our hearts didn't just start automatically. There was probably people interceding and praying for us. And so we, in the like manner, need to pray and intercede on behalf of the nations that those who are blinded, who the, as the Bible says, the gods of this world is blinded. We need to be praying and interceding that God will remove the blinders from their hearts and remove the stony hearts inside of them so that they can come to a realization and that their hearts will be softened and come to the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, you know, Paul, when he was still called Saul, was on the road to Damascus, and he's out getting ready to kill as many Christians as he could find. I mean, they probably made some game about it, and he had some bets about how many Christians he could find and and deliver them to Rome to be put to death for declaring this Jesus Christ that um, that he at the time had no clue of. But the Lord had been working on his heart, because when he asked Jesus, he said, who are you? And he said, he said, I am the one you've been persecuting. And he said, it is hard for you to prick against the goats, which means it's hard for you to move against your own conscience and the own leading. You know, the Holy Spirit leads us, and he's not forceful in any manner. I mean, he's not going to take you all of a sudden and just, like, slap you really hard and say, this is the truth. I mean, he's going to gently lead you into the right direction, and we have the choice whether we want to follow him or we don't want to follow him. And, you know, even as Christians, we still have that choice with the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, Elijah stood up on the mountain. He said, choose this day who you will serve. Either you'll, if you want to serve the gods of Baal, then go, fine, go ahead and go serve the gods of Baal, whatever. If you, but if you're going to serve the Lord your God, serve the Lord your God. And he said, choose this day who you will serve, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, you know, so it really, back to the story, it really bothered me that, um, Someone was trying to tell my aunt that her husband was in hell because he committed suicide when we don't even know the whole outcome of what was going on. We don't know his heart. We don't know anything except for she said that he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and that she trusted him. And besides that, nobody was there. Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything except for what we hear from the Word of God, which the Word of God declares that every sin will be forgiven except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit which I think is almost impossible to do to begin with if you're a believer and if you've tasted the goodness of his grace and if you've tasted his mercy. You know, even if we draw away from him, he pulls us back. And, you know, Jesus said, I know those who are mine and and we cannot snatch them away. And it's not, we don't stand here 
with our relationship with the Father just because we're strong enough to keep it going. It's because we have the grace and the strength of the Lord. Because, you know, at times, I mean, Paul said, when, when, when I, I am weak, then in him I am strong. And, you know, we rely on his strength every single day, even when we don't realize that, you know, every single breath that comes out of our mouth didn't originate with us. It came from him. Because at one point in time, our bodies had no, they were, they had a form, but there was no breath. And God, through the Holy Spirit, breathed into us the breath of life. And you know, it says in Job that if God wanted to, he could withdraw his breath from the world and it would cease to exist. And I think that's the scariest scripture in the entire Bible. But it's also one of the most amazing scriptures because it elaborates on the magnificent of a sovereign God that just like that he could withdraw his breath from this world and it would cease to exist but he's faithful like it says in Corinthians he's long suffering and patient you know people don't realize how long suffering and patient the Lord is that he will work with people from the time they're born until the time they breathe their last breath to convince them of his love because it says that he's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All. And that means you, me, the neighbor next door, the people that we see at work who really bother us and we don't really want to work with them, even them, everybody. Because, you know, God created us for a reason, every single person. And there's none different. I mean, as it says, all of sin and fallen short the glory of God. And it says, for whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it says that, uh, the famous verse, John 3:16, that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And you know, the truth is, the one thing that you have to share with this world is your testimony about what God has done in your life and how he's transformed your life. And the second thing you have to share is your relationship with him. Because when it all comes down to it, you can have all the knowledge of, in the world. You can memorize the Bible back and, backwards and forwards, and it means nothing without the revelation and without the relationship of the Father, without knowing Him and knowing His heart. Because, you know, that's the whole purpose which, in which we were made. I mean, you know, Adam and Eve were in the garden walking with God. We read that story really fast sometimes, but we don't stop and think about it. They were walking with God day in and day out. How awesome is that? And it's different than the way we walk now. But in a way, it's not. Because the day that they sinned and they hid themselves. You see, when we make mistakes, the first thing our nature tells us to do is hide ourselves. When reality, we should be exposing ourselves to the Father, and we should be coming before him. Because, you know, it says in Romans, I mean, Hebrews, come boldly to the throne of grace, in which we're accepted in a time of need. But even when they hid themselves, it was the Father God who called them and went looking for them in the Garden of Eden, saying, Adam, Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? And it wasn't that they messed up and whatever, and all of a sudden, like, we got to go find God. No, they... 
were hiding, and he was still searching them out and seeking them out and looking for them. And, you know, not a lot has changed in the last however many thousand years it's been. Because from the first day all the way until now, he's still been seeking people out, and he's still out there right now. While we're while I'm sitting in my chair doing this broadcast, and you're sitting wherever you're at listening to this radio broadcast, God is still out there searching out those people, calling them by name, saying, where are you? Come, where are you? And it says that anybody who calls upon his name shall be saved. Anyway, our call number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. Um, we have a chat room open, and if you can't get to a phone, our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we will be right back. You're my beloved, you're my bride. 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And hmm, where should we go from here? Father, have your way tonight. In our hearts, have your way in our lives, Jesus. Draw us into your presence. Father, thank you that your word declares that you delight in us. Jesus, thank you for your cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and among us. Jesus, thank you that you are being glorified in the nations, Father, and in this world. You know, Jesus actually said he's coming back soon. Really soon. Don't know how to tell you how soon. But he's going to be here soon. And we will all stand before the uncreated God and see him as he really is and see him face to face and we will see Jesus whom the world crucified who still has the holes in his hands and the holes in his feet and the hole in his side and we will look at him and he will call us by name once again and he will say well done my good and faithful servant enter in into the joy of your Lord Because we are his joy and he's ours. He says that he is our exceeding great reward. And there's no treasure on heaven and earth that can compare to knowing him, to knowing Jesus be able to say that I know in whom I have believed so let's get into the word for a minute and then we'll just see what the Lord does from there Isaiah 53 it's a famous famous chapter so we're going to read it So some of you have probably read it maybe some of you haven't um, but it's about Jesus um who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him you know, 
when Jesus came, he didn't come as a king. He didn't come in the form of a king or of anything noble. He didn't come like that at all. He came in the form in a, of a regular man, just like me and you. And if we saw him in the grocery store or back in those days they didn't really necessarily have grocery stores but sort of like open markets but if we saw him we probably would not have recognized him or thought anything special he would have been just a normal person walking down the street it says he is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who will declare his generation For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, we talked about this. Jesus could have called legions of angels to his side. Before the cross, after the cross, you know, even before Pilate, and when they were questioning him, and they would slap him, and hit him, and beat him, and take some thorns and twist it into a crown and drive it into his head. At any point in time, he could have said, It's enough. I'm done. He could have said, do you know who you're dealing with or anything? He could have snapped his fingers, withdrawn his breath from the world. And the world would have ceased to exist at that very moment. Yet he would have remained. For he was above all and through all and in all. And it says, by him all things exist and consist and have But you know what? It wasn't enough. Because 
he knew what he had to do, and he knew the plans and purposes of God, and he said that he came to serve, to do the will of the Father. And he learned obedience through suffering. And for that joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised the shame of it. But he endured it for the joy that was set before him when he could have stopped it at any second. And even upon the cross, when he was struggling for breath, he could have said, it's enough. But it wouldn't have been. For the joy that was set before him. It says in verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, <clears throat> because he has poured out his soul into death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. All for us. All for us. You know, when we give our lives over to the Lord, we start taking up His characteristics. When we spend time with the Father, we start becoming like the Father. We become transformed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Father. The more we come into contact with Him, we take from Him and are transformed by His presence. Because, you know, you can't be in the presence of the Lord and not be changed, whether you realize it or not. And so you'll notice that people, you know, it says that you can judge men by their fruits. And you can judge those who've been with the Lord Jesus by their fruits and their lives and by their character. And you can tell who's been with him and who's spent time with him. And, you know, like giving, you know, Jesus gave everything. He declared himself to be a servant to all and said that we should do so also. He said that he came not to be served, but to serve and to give. And so we likewise, without even realizing it, become givers because it becomes our nature. Because you know the Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we walk in the newness of life. And so one of our first acts and first traits as a believer and as someone who's redeemed and walking in the spirit as we become givers. 
because that's what he was. Another thing we become is we become intercessors. Not just for one or two people, but for the entire world. We become intercessors just like him. Pleading on behalf of the world, standing before the Father, on behalf of the nations, asking for the Father to reach out, to send laborers, to send laborers into his field, to gather the harvest, to intercede for those who need prayer, for those who are weak, to be help become their strength. We become a body of believers where every member does its own part. Some of us are apostles, prophets, preachers, teachers, evangelists. In reality, I think, you know, there's different offices the Bible talks about, but I think we're all prophets because we all have the ability to hear the voice of God. It may take some time to develop the ability as far as you have to spend time with him until you recognize his voice. We all are preachers because we can all declare unto the nations and to the people we meet the word of God. We can explain to them the things that the Bible declares are true. We're all evangelists. We're everything. Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might win a few. And, you know, so I never really liked, and I'm not saying this to be critical, and it may sound critical, so if it sounds critical, forgive me. But I never liked, because a long time ago, I got a prophecy from a sort of famous prophet at the time who declared I was going to be a prophet to the nations, which is fine. Um But, you know, when it comes down, I'm never going to probably, I will never probably call myself a prophet. Ever. Because while I may have the gift of prophecy, or because I can pray for people and people will get healed, it's not because I prayed for them, it's because I was obedient to the Father and because the Lord fulfilled His own word and He did everything. But I think that. We're all prophets and prophets and teachers. We all have the ability to do all things through Jesus Christ. We all have the same Holy Spirit, which raised Christ Jesus from the dead, every single one of us. And from the least of us to the greatest of us, and there's really no difference because we're all the same in him. We're all redeemed under his blood. We're all sanctified through Jesus Christ. We're all anointed with the same Holy Spirit. And so you can go out and be what those people need you to be as a moment they need it. And so, but like I said um, earlier in the program, I mean, we're going to be as real as possible. Um, And we usually aren't going to hold anything back. So, um, and if we offend anybody, I'm sort of sorry. But I'm going to try to speak the truth and love as much as possible. And always declaring to you the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
so that if by any means someone who's listening can come to the knowledge of the Lord. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio, and we will be back in just a second. I gotta find a good song first. So this may take a second. Alright, there we go.
So welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. It's interesting. We've only been doing this like a couple months now. I just now memorized that phone number. Um, Anyway, Chris Herzog is in the studios, and so he'll be joining us in um, just a few minutes. Um, So pretty much to wrap up tonight, um, or in the last... 10 minutes of the first half of this broadcast. Um, <laughs> God's awesome. Jesus is amazing. And be as real as possible to the people out there. Because you know what the people want is not pageantry. They don't want something puffed up and paraded around. They want something real and something concrete. You know, um, for you who weren't in the, who weren't here at the beginning of the broadcast, um, I went to a funeral for my mother tonight, and it's like, you know, the whole time I'm in this funeral listening to the pastor, I'm just looking around realizing, looking at all these people and having the Lord speak to me and realizing, you know, all these people, they don't need any answers but him. They're wanting something concrete, something permanent, something real that deals with their situation, whatever individual situations they have. And just saying, you know, everything's all right, blah, 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 everything's fine. You know, well, if you don't know the Word of God, then that's really sort of hard to believe. It's really hard to just walk up to someone and say, you know what, I'm sorry you're having an issue, but everything's going to be okay. Because it really doesn't mean anything. On the other hand, if you have the Word of God and you can declare that the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Or the scripture that says that to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. And you can actually know the Word of God and declare it unto people and let them know that when you say that there's hope and when you say that that everything will be okay. You can have a re- you can have something to back up while you're saying it and a reason to back it up, which is the truth of the gospel. You know, um the Father wants us to be real with people because there's a real world out there. You know, we've been praying off and on for I mean Japan, Libya, now Syria, um in the United States in the last like couple of days, a couple hundred people died from a tornado of all things. You know, probably in Australia or China they don't even have tornadoes. I don't think. But you know, and now over in I guess one of the states, Alabama, I mean, hundreds of people are dead and because of this tornado and not just the effect that people were People died from the tornado, which is horrible enough, except for the fact that that they knew the Lord Jesus, they're with him right now. But, you know, the devastation that happens in people's lives and each individual person, and we look at it as a whole and we say, okay, 300 or 5,000 or whatever it happens to be for each tragedy that happens, and, you know, things happen. And we talked about this before, that people die. The Bible says that every man is appointed once to die, and after that, the judgment. And so from the first time they breathe until that last moment, the Father is always going to be working in them to bring them to the revelation of the knowledge of the love of, the, of His Son. But if you if you take it away from being 300 or 5,000 or whatever the big number is, and you take it to individual people, 
and individual families and individual people, you know, each person is different and each person has their own needs and they don't need the parading. They need someone who can be real, someone that can weep with them, someone that can cry with them, someone that can rejoice with them, someone that can be there with them and and declare the truth to them. But how will we declare the truth if we don't know the truth? You know, the Bible says be ready to give an answer in season and out of season. And I mentioned this before, um, and I'll mention it again, and I'm not trying to promote anybody, um, but there was a, a missionary in Mexico who had declared that him, him and his family were fasting every other day of the year. Six months out of every year they fast. And he said every morning him and his family get up really early, like 3 or 4 in the morning, and him and his wife and all his children from the young, oldest to the youngest will spend time an hour or two in the Word of God and praying together. And then they go out into the fields and sow seed and pray for people and heal the sick and raise the dead, and they really do. But he said, you know, their ministry down there isn't because that they have a special relationship with God. It's because they stay ready. He said the reason they fast so much is because they want to be ready in season and out of season so they never have to have an issue come up where someone needs them or someone needs a word from the Lord or someone needs a miracle from the Father or someone needs faith or whatever it is they need and then we're not and then they're not ready and they have to say, Well let me go pray for a while and come back and let me go get myself spiritually ready. Um and then I'll come back. Because you know, we can't we can't do that because time is short. And we need to be ready at all times, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, interceding, praying on behalf of the nations. Because they need us now. They don't need us in a month from now or three years from now. They need the body of Christ now. They need the bride of Christ now. And even the bride needs the bride. You know, it's not just those people who are on the outside who haven't been given the revelation of Jesus Christ yet. It's those who are inside the body who are just as real as everybody else is you and me, and they need our prayers and intercession too. And we're supposed to bear each other's burdens, and we need to be constantly praying. I mean, Paul said to pray without ceasing, without ceasing, because every moment there is a spiritual battle going on somewhere. Every moment there, the enemy is trying to wage a war against the body of Christ. And the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And, you know, the battle is still going, but we have our weapons just like the enemy. The only weapon the enemy has is his tongue and his ability to deceive people and speak and twist the word of God. We have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we have the shield of faith. And we have the presence of Almighty God who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we have the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, who Jesus sent to us, who the Bible declares is our guarantee of our, the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession which is Jesus purchasing our salvation for us and our freedom. 
And not only that, we have the promises of the Father that declare what His will is and His word is above what the situations in the world may stay. And so you need to be ready in season and out of season because someone out there tonight, tomorrow, the next day, someone out there needs you. You don't have to have a degree, a diploma. You don't have to know the entire Bible or memorized any of it. All you need is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ to declare to them the truth that can change their life. So we intercede for the nations and for everybody here. And so... um, Anyway, um, so we're going to take a quick break. And um, Chris Herzog, mighty, mighty, amazing man of God, will be here with us in just a minute. So stay tuned. Our call in number is 619-638-8458.
That's what we're about here at Prayer International. So we just want to bless you, sister. Pray that the Lord would add to your ministry, bless uh, your ministry. Uh, also, Sister Kiva, that your ministry be blessed too. And Patriot Greg, hey, Brother Greg, we just want to bless you tonight. Just thank you for joining in. And all of you guys, uh, we're just thankful to have faithful uh, brothers and sisters, people that tune in. We just want to bless you in the name of the Lord. We pray the will of God be done, the kingdom of God come in your lives, that heaven would invade the earth wherever you stand, and that God would use you guys to be an influence and effectively reach people for his kingdom. We pray that the power of the blood of Jesus Christ be upon you and bless your families, bless your future ministry, bless your finances, and bless your health. Praise God. We also want to pray uh, for our own family. Our Aunt Judy is going through, uh, she's been given a negative report about cancer, but we declare the Lord's report over her life says that she is healed and filled and delivered and free, and that the Spirit of the Lord God has anointed us to bring liberty to the captives, and we just declare she is free from this cancer in Jesus' name. We pray the power of darkness, the power of the enemies is broken. All curses be broken. We also pray for Al that's going through leukemia right now. He's battling leukemia in Jesus' name. We declare victory in the battle, victory for Judy, victory for Al, victory for Jason as they battle cancer. We declare Jesus has won the battle. And we pray right now, Father God, in Jesus' name, our friend Carolyn, she is also battling a cancer situation. We know these are children of the Most High God, sons and daughters. And healing is the children's bread. And we know that because the Word of God says so. We choose to believe God's Word here. Sometimes you just have to take God at His Word. Sometimes you just have to take him at his word. It's that simple. We pray in Jesus' name, God's will be done, his kingdom come, that the glory of the Lord cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We pray for Libya and Syria and for Japan, the crisis they're going through. We also pray for Alabama and the the things going on on the West Coast, things going on in our own nation. We pray that the hand of God be on our nation in Jesus' name and steer and direct and guide all the authorities and all the governing bodies over our land and the lawmakers and the policy makers would be moved with righteousness. And we pray that the Spirit of God would pour out all over this nation and bring a revival and a great awakening that would stir the hearts of the people and bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And bring them to truth. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, if you're just tuning in or joining in, call in number 619-638-8458, prayerinternational at gmail.com is our email address. Of course, you can check out the chat room and We've got a website, www.prayerinternational.org, and actually I'm going to spend some time this weekend and probably add some video updates and let people know what's going on with different things. So praise God. Glory to God. 
Look, we're going to go into a time of worship briefly. And then uh, just one song, and then we're going to kick it in gear, get into the word of the Lord. And so I just want to declare the word of God says that the world's, the worlds were framed by the word of God. See, that's how God framed the world, is by his word. And in like manner, you were created in the image of God, and the way you frame your world, the Bible says we have life and death in the power of our tongue, and those that love it eat the fruit thereof. See, we actually have the power in our mouths to declare what we want. Jesus said you can have whatever you say, you just pray and believe. You know, these are these are Christ's words. These aren't my words. I'm just simply sharing with you what the Word of God says. You know, it says, Matthew 21, 22 says, All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Mark eleven twenty four says, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. There's a pattern here. There's a pattern here. So you have to believe and you have to learn to speak and you can have what you say because Jesus said so. Okay, and all things are possible to them that believe. And so praise God. We are going to declare the word of God tonight in truth because, we see, we worship him in spirit and in truth. And as we tune our spirit by worship, see, worship corrects your focus. You want to know what worship does? Before we go into the song, because I know you guys are so hungry for truth. You're so hungry for the word of God. Let me tell you something. Worship corrects your focus. Worship brings everything in your life to attention. It brings everything into, I guess you could say, alignment with the Word of God. That's right. And that's what worship does. That's what praise does. It brings you into a place where uh, it really just gets you focused on God. I mean, that's all I can say. It's really what it does. You know, and the Holy Spirit loves singing. Realize that. The Holy Spirit loves singing. And so it's just something you really need to know. God sings. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord... Thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save and he will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. Zephaniah 3.17. So just realize that you enter his presence with singing. God inhabits the praise of his people. Your singing is going to create the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's going to it's going to create an atmosphere of thanksgiving. Your your singing is going to influence your focus. Mm-hmm. 
Every demonic influence that's designed to distract you, listen. Remember when Saul had a tormenting devil and David had to play the harp and the demons would leave? See, by worshiping, you can dispel every demonic presence that's sent by hell to distract you. Your singing will arouse the energy and passion of your your body to focus on your creator. Your singing is an act of obedience to the Holy Spirit. So listen, why do we sing? This is why. We celebrate his greatness. We celebrate his greatness. Listen, the word of God says, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto him with songs. For the Lord is a great God. He is a great king above all gods. Psalm 95. Verse 2 and 3. Alright, so look. We're going to worship God and you're going to allow your focus to be on Him because it's about Him tonight. It's about Him tonight. And listen, there's a warfare in worship. As you worship God, allow the the praises, the praises, the spirit of praise, the spirit of thanksgiving to break the demonic influences, to bind and loose the demonic influences of your life, let this canopy of worship, it's a covering. It's like a covering. Do you understand that? Do you understand what that means? Let the covering of God cover you tonight. Let the presence of God touch you. You know, God is so good. God is so good. I'm just praising Him tonight. Coming soon Spirit 
All right, praise God, we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for about the next half hour. Call in number 619-638-8458. You can reach us on our website at www.prayerinternational.org. So real quick, before we get into the word, I, I had a brother ask a little bit about what uh, this men's meeting that we went to tonight was all about. And basically, uh, this is called the Men's Women's Clinic. And it's by a group called the Samaritan's Well. All right. So this group uh, basically is out located in Richardson, Texas. And they do a lot of men's workshops, women's workshops, marriage counseling, marriage clinic counseling, all kinds of stuff. And basically the way they do it, uh, set up like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm just going to give you a brief rundown because I had a brother ask kind of what, what it entails. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of tell you what they do. What they do is they have uh, like a all-day Friday workshop. Like today went from 8 this morning, started about 8.30 with the check-in. It started about 9 o'clock with worship. Okay, more of a worship started at 9, and the last counseling session ended at 9. So this is about 12 hours today of intensive training, and tomorrow is similar. What they did is they do worship for about 30 minutes or an hour. And then they get into a presentation today. They talked about wholeheartedness. Are you wholehearted or are you double-minded? And then they talked about how lives are developed. And then they had some group time of prayer and introduction. Uh, Then they talked about uh, what happens in a lot of people's lives. Uh, They go through a situation called an orphan spirit or abandonment syndrome. They don't have an identity of their Heavenly Father. They don't understand who they are in Christ. They don't understand who the Father is. So this basically explains the Father heart of God, the fatherhood of God. So they take a break. There's a couple breaks in there, some lunch and, and this sort of thing, breakfast, whatever. Then they have worship again. All right? And then they get into what they call a listening session. And the listening session is actually what I was involved in today. And what they have is two facilitators, one who does what they call silent praying. You're just interceding and listening to the Holy Spirit and taking notes and praying that God would direct the situation by the Holy Spirit. And you're praying biblically, uh, scripture-based prayers, whatever, but you're not praying out loud because you're not wanting to disturb the facilitator and the, uh, I guess, I don't know what you would call that that person, Um, I guess the attendant. There's a listener and an attendee. So somebody attends the session, somebody listens, and somebody silently prays. And so, anyways, um, So what happens is uh, you've got the one person silently praying, 
you've got the one person facilitating and the one person that's the attendee. And the facilitator is basically uh, walking this person through situations. Um, what they basically call it, let me kind of explain it like this. Okay, so this is my first time to get involved in something like this. But it was very interesting. And they call it Revelation Healing Prayer would be a good way to term it, which is similar to us it's called Theophosic Ministry. If you're familiar with Theophosic Ministry, this is called Revelation Healing Prayer. And Revelation Healing Prayer is based on Revelation 3, 17 and 20. Okay? And actually, just for everyone's benefit, I'm going to read Revelation 3. Chapter 17 and 20. I'm sorry, verse 17 and 20. So, Revelation 3. And I didn't know I was going to do this tonight, but I'm just doing this for the brother. And you guys check this out because I saw a lot of men get majorly healed instantaneously in areas of their lives. It was pretty amazing stuff. So Revelation three seventeen says, Because you say, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke, chasten, and be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with him in my throne. I grant with him to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and I am set down with my father. In his throne, he that has been here, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. All right. This is the deal. Basically, what happens is the Holy Spirit gives healing truths directly into the wounded person's heart. Okay? You're asking Jesus to open up their heart's door and to come in and bring healing into their lives. And you're asking the Holy Spirit to direct where, where their woundedness, where their emotions, where their anger, or where their pain, or where their frustration, or their addiction, or whatever it is, where these things, where the roots stem from. Okay? And this type of ministry is based on theophostic, which means God's light. Okay? Theo means God, phostic means light. And it's basically a, a biblical approach to ministry where you take emotionally hurting people from all walks of life with all manner of emotional woundedness that are, and these people are experiencing accelerated healing as you take the truth from God's word and you replace the lies that are caught up in their emotions. See, they've got lies from their memories. And when you begin to seek truth and you allow the Holy Spirit to bring to light truth in their minds, it can free them from a lifelong emotional, psychological pain. It really can. I watch these people get free today. All right. 
The apostolic ministry, basically, it says this. Most most people, their emotional pain is a consequence of lies or misinterpretations that are implanted into their lives in the middle of situations. And it's true. Most of the things that we go through, when we don't walk in truth, when we don't see things in spirit and in truth, then obviously we're deceived and, and we're believing a lie. We're believing a lie. We can't get God's word on a situation. We can't function properly. And that goes for every situation in your life. So what you're doing is you're bringing God's light on a situation. Theophostic, basically, it, it recognizes you provide truth to a person's lie-based thinking. Okay? This is going to have little impact apart from divine intervention. So you ask the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. The key to the theopathic's effectiveness is the ability to quickly identify the lies that are in these people's minds, in these people's memories, in these people's situations. And then you lead that wounded person through prayer and through the Word of God to a place where they can actually get received, they can get freeing truth into their wounded mind. You ask the Holy Spirit to show them what really happened. Okay, so this isn't cognitive therapy. It's not psychoanalytical, you know, counseling. It's not guided imagery. and It's not hypnotic suggestion or visualization. Nothing like that. Okay, I'm just telling you. It's not cognitive therapy. It's not visualization. It's not, not guided imagery. It's nothing like that. This is word-based. Bible-based, Christ-centered, God-illuminating, it's God-directed, it's instantaneous. This stuff is biblically consistent all the way through. And the result is bringing people into peace with Christ. And so what we do is we just pray, you know, uh, what we do, we try to help the the Attendant, identify their emotional pain, and then you follow the pain to their original memory source. The Holy Spirit's the one that brings the healing, so you follow His lead. Okay, so any form of guided imagery, a directed visualization, we're gonna we avoid all that. We don't try to stir their minds or anything like that. We just ask them to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to help them remember what's important for their healing. We ask Jesus to help us defend any lies that may be contained in their remembered experience. We ask Jesus to help them understand what they need to about uh, their situation. As we listen, we don't judge the content of their memory or, or whether it's entirely true or false. Okay? But we let the people come to their own conclusions about the validity of their memories and what they're going on. But we explore... That that pain, we explore the the heart, and I'm just sharing with you a process that we went through tonight, and, and how we saw counseling, how we saw the Word of God and the truth of God's light shining on different situations in people's lives through prayer and through you know literally just asking the Holy Spirit to bring truth. We saw a lot of people get free. Of course, we had worship services and we had teaching, but what we do, okay, so. 
basically we ask non-directive questions based on the memory information that they provide. Okay, and then we ask these people to, to ask the Holy Spirit to bring some discovery. Of course, we're taking notes and praying. Okay, uh, we don't make any suggestions or interpretations about their memory experiences. We ask the Lord for his truth only. And then we ask the Lord to show the attendant or the person talking the truth. We ask the Holy Spirit to show them. And as we listen, we just trust the Spirit of Christ to provide you, to provide the truth. We pray for confirmation. Okay, so we don't, again, we don't try to make any visual image or anything like that. We just ask the, the person, the attendant, to, to share what they see. Okay, and, and see if it's biblically consistent. So, you know, it's very interesting. And there's way more to it than that. I'm just kind of skim the topics, but it gives you an idea. You know, we get them affirmed in Christ and believing, you know, what the Word of God says. You know, that they're accepted by Christ. I'm God's child, first John 1, 2. They're Christ's friend. They've been justified. They've been united with the Lord. They've been bought with a price and they belong to God. They're a member of Christ's body. They're a saint. They've been adopted as God's child. They have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Christ. I've been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. I'm a complete in Christ. These kind of things. We we teach truth based on the Word of God. I am secure. We give them the Word of God, Romans 8. I am free from condemnation. Romans 8, 28. I'm assured that all things work together for the good. I am free from any condemning charges against me. I cannot be separated from the love of God, Scripture, and confession. I'm born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm hidden with Christ and God. These are the kind of things that we're, we're sharing with them. They're getting affirmed in who they are. Then they're learning, do they have a divided heart or a whole heart? the scripture to meditate on. We begin to teach them about the Father's heart. So it's all Christ-centered, biblical, biblical-based stuff. But we get down to the root and the lies and we expose it with God's light and truth. And the Bible says we have to worship God in spirit and in truth. And when we know the truth, we can be free. And that's what this is about, is setting people free. So just a little bit of information. Just wanted to share that with you guys. And uh, praise God. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. We're just sharing uh, what what happened today a little bit. Get into some details later or share a few stories or whatever. But uh, right now we're going to go into uh, some worship. You guys just sit back. We will get into some Word of God, and it's going to be good stuff. God's Word is always good. Always good. And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain And keep your heart in the streams of 
to your spirit, to be your peace, to your your mind, to be the soundness in your body and in your mind, the Jehovah Rope, the healer, applying his blood over your finances, applying his blood over your every situation. Maybe it's over your marriage, over your children, over your parents, over your business, over your ministry. Begin to declare who he is and hallow his name and declare he's the one that is over your life. Begin to declare, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You see, when you say those words, it's more than just saying it real quick, but begin to pray his kingdom and his will over yourself and over your family, over your family members, over your church, over your pastor and the leadership and the, the harvest. Begin to pray his kingdom come, his will be done over the nation. Father, bless the United States of America in Jesus' name. Pray for the spiritual leaders. Pray for the harvest. He said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. Begin to pray for the will of God in your prayer life, in your church, in your work habits, in your giving. Believe that it's God's will to prosper you. See, if you... If you're right in prayer and if you're right in your fellowship with your with your family and then you're right in the fellowship with God's people and you're right in your work habits, you're obedient to God and you're giving and you're, you're fasting and you're praying, you're trusting. Listen, you can pray, give us a Sarah Daily Bread. Hey, listen, we're almost out of time. This is Prayer International Radio. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Listen, we're going to finish this teaching up tomorrow. But uh, we're going to get into prayer tomorrow for International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We'll be back tomorrow night. God bless you guys. We're praying for you in Jesus' name. We bless you guys. Send your info. Send your info in the chat room. Send your emails. Everybody connect. We're about kingdom connections here. Connect. In Jesus' name, hey, we we bless you guys. We pray God's love be upon you tonight, his spirit be upon you, his anointing, that he would make his face to shine upon you tonight. Praise Jesus. Well, our chat room is still open. You can get into the Website, www.prayerinternational.org. And you can always give us a call. Our 1-800 number is 1-800-701-2785. Toll free. Give us a call. We're here for you at Prayer International. We're praying for you. Praying for your families. Praying for your health. Praying for your future. Check us out on Facebook, MySpace. Twitter, Blog Talk Radio, Blogger.com. Get on the website. There's all kinds of cool stuff there. Hey, bless you guys. Feel free to leave your information in the chat room. And you have a wonderful night. In Jesus' name.